All right, all right, people, we back again. It's the Leo G Show. I am Leo G, and podcasting is what I do. It's what I like to do, man. And we're back again with another episode, man. I'm glad to be back doing doing something I'm passionate about and something that I love, man. And and I can't, you know, hey, I got two guys that always rock it with me, um, you know, so I got to pass it off to them, man. So my boy on the south side of Metro Atlanta what is my is man going Banks. On, what's going Leo on, Mr. Leo G? Banks? How you feeling, but dog? I'm feeling good, man. You know, notice I had to say on the south side of Metro Atlanta. You know how that go. Um, yeah. So we're gonna keep it. <laughs> yeah. South side of Metro Atlanta. And then my man out there on the east side of te- are you technically in Metro Atlanta or are you in the country? What is this? What is it considered where you are, Mr. Derek? It's outside of the world. Outside of the world. Okay. Yeah. Out there on the east side, man. None other than my man Derek, man. What's going on with your brother? What's going on, OG? What's What's going going on? on Derek? How you Thanks. feeling, brother? Hey man, it's Monday. I'm feeling all right. We had a long weekend, you know, sports and all that good stuff, but we good. Long weekend, that's an understatement, yeah, because whoo, man, we're gonna get into it here in just a minute. But yeah, I'm I'm feeling the effects of it, man. I'm I'm not a young man anymore, so man, I, it, it takes me a little longer to recover. So luckily I had the day <laughs> off. <laughs> had the day off, was able to uh to recover a little bit, man. We we definitely had a hell of a time yesterday, uh, Derrico. We really did. Yes, sir. Banks, you, you missed it, man. We really, we really had a hell of a time. <laughs> we had a hell of a time yesterday, man. It was, it was pretty fun. We'll get into it. So before we get into the podcast tonight, we're gonna talk a little bit about Atlanta United. We're gonna talk a little bit, of, uh, a little bit of Braves baseball. Also gonna talk a little bit about our Atlanta Falcons. I might drop in a little bit of uh, Hawk stuff as well, since um, coming off the tail end of a game tonight. And uh, got a lot going on with that. So we might get into that if we can. But first off, you know what I'm saying? You know how we do it. We're going to go fit check, drink check. That's how we do to start off the show. So I'm going to go over to my man, Derrico, first. We're going to do a double. Give me the fit check. Give me what you're drinking on. Give me what you want to showcase, brother. Hey, man. I just went and dug some out the closet and found my little 32 Jerry's Norwood. I thought I'd put that on there since it's the Free agent frenzy tampering period. I thought I'd rep them dirty birds. And for the drink, I'm not going to feature none today because I had to take it light today. So I had to go back to the old faithful and get me some um, kettle one, some little blackberry lemonade from Publix. I had to put them fresh berries in there because I bought too many, so I had to get rid of them. And you know the cool refresh. I had to go back to Old Faithful. I had to get my little Michelob Ultra. <laughs> so you 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 off the brown today, huh? You yeah, know I mean? I got to chill today. Oh man, that's how hard Banks we like, yesterday. Banks like we, I got a little. I ain't gonna go too. <laughs> we ain't gonna talk too much about it, but we'll we'll, we'll get into it in the, in the segment. <laughs> Banks, man, let everybody know what you got on, man. What you what you uh, sipping on? Just if went you ahead want to and on um, the. Since the Hawks are playing tonight, man, um, they played yesterday, got a dub. I just rocking a regular old Hawks t-shirt, Dominique Wilkins on the back, um, nothing special. Um, we don't get enough to um, give out enough love to the Hawks, man. Um, just wanted to give um, my support to them. Hopefully they can turn it around or turn on the switch or whatever y'all want to call it. Do something. Um, doing a... The brown, the crown, peach, and um, that's just doing it light tonight. So, cheers, brothers. 
Crown Peach. Mm-hmm. Crown Peach is light tonight. Okay. Cheers, man. Throw it up. That's what's up, man. Crown Peach going on over there, man. Hawks playing in the background here. I think we get an update on the final score here in just a minute. It uh, looks like um, they uh, are almost done. So, yeah, man, I was out and about on yesterday. So, first thing, first fit check, man, I, I was lazy tonight, man. I do have my footy mob. Head on, shout out Footy Mob. We'll talk about that in just a second, man. Another epic tailgate, man. Got my Atlanta United, you know what I'm saying? Because we coming off the tail, we coming off of uh, something pretty special on yesterday. Before we get into it, um, okay, two minutes left in the house game, so we'll get an update in just a minute. We'll get an update. So, um, what I'm sipping on? I'm sipping on a little larceny tonight, man. Larceny barrel proof. Derrico, we talked about that earlier. I know you weren't impressed. I was trying to get into it to try to figure out what was going on with it. But like I said, we had, I think you got the the regular, I got the barrel proof. We'll, t- we'll have to discuss it a little later, but that's what I'm actually sipping on tonight. But I wanted to feature something that I got that I thought was pretty cool. So I got the, um, I got this bottle here. It's called, it's uh, by Jay, Jay Manley, 1845 uh, Bourbon Company. Um, actually, the company is Bourbon 30 Spirits. Uh, distillery in Georgetown, Kentucky. So this is a custom blended bottle of small batch light whiskey. It's not actually bourbon. It's light whiskey. Uh, it's called Sunday's Best. It comes in at 129 proof. Y'all know I like the high, the high stuff. Um, I'm gonna have to throttle it back one of these days. But it's bottle 15 to 168. I picked this up. It's a pretty decent bottle. Um, like I said, it's 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 custom, so you're not gonna probably be able to find this one specifically. But like I said, Jay Mattingly and it's Bourbon 30 Spirits Distillery out of Georgetown, Kentucky. So that's what I wanted to shout out to my spot that I go to all the time to put me on it. And I uh, will crack the seal here and, and tell y'all how it is in just a minute. Like I said, I'm on Larceny Barrel Proof tonight. What's up, Derrico? I was going to ask you, um, you mentioned something about you like the high stuff. I like I tend I tend to like the um, the barrel proof stuff, the unfiltered stuff. I don't know. Don't you know? It's. You know, I, that's just what I'm into. I guess I don't know. <laughs> so I mean, and you don't you don't need but a little bit to uh to get <laughs> to get to get the way you need to get to, man. So it's pretty cool. Like I said, tonight I'm on the uh, larceny barrel proof. It's pretty straight. So yeah, yeah, it did go over my head. All right, so <laughs> let's get started, man. We're gonna get into this episode, man. We're gonna get right into it. Atlanta United yesterday, man. Um, as we record this episode, we had a game uh, match on yesterday down at Mercedes-Benz. And Banks, we played that team from that city up the road. The very first match, very first meeting, man. We talked about it on the last episode. And before I get really, and before I get into the game, I'm sorry, Banks. Before I get into the game, shout out once again to our illustrious SG footy mob for putting on the epic tailgate. Tailgate was pretty good. Good vibes yesterday. It ended up being a beautiful Sunday yesterday. It was kind of, it was, it started out cold because Saturday here, man, we, <laughs> listen, here in Atlanta, we done went through all four damn seasons in one week. Uh, <laughs> Saturday was nuts. It was windy, cold, snowing on Saturday. Then Sunday it was cold, but the sun came out. We lost that hour, but it ended up being a pretty decent day. Pretty um cool tailgate, man. Shout out to everybody. Uh, with Footy Mob to help put that thing on, man. Y'all know who y'all are, man. Um, Derrico, you and I were there pretty early to help set that thing up, man. But it ended up being a pretty, pretty cool thing, man. So, Derrico, before I'm, I get to Banks with this whole game and the whole rock 
quote unquote rivalry. Um, how did you feel about the tailgate yesterday, man? Cool vibes or what? Oh, it was a good vibe, great vibe, excellent vibe. Um, Leo set up the VIP section behind the VI behind the DJ booth. I mean, we was back there just having our own little little soiree. You know, we had people coming through. You know what I'm saying? Wanted to get they they VIP wristbands. Wanted to order bottles in the back. You know what I'm saying? So we was having a awesome time back there. And I'm gonna leave it right uh, there. Yeah, man, we had fun back there, man. We kind of and it we it was it wasn't. It wasn't planned. It just happened, man. It was organic, and that's the kind of, you know, that's the fun times you like, man, when it's organic and it just all come together, man. And we was really, 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 really vibing. That wasn't it yet. <laughs> we were vibing hard back to yesterday. It was fun. Banks, you know, I know you missed another one, but you're going to get back into the swing of things here in a minute, man. But, you know, tailgate was epic yesterday, so we're going to get into the game, man. So, Banks, coming off the heels of what we talked about last week with this Charlotte Atlanta game, first game, quote-unquote Southern rivalry, man. Going into it, how, how did you feel? I mean, right here on it, going into the game yesterday, man, Did how did it – how did you feel, man? How did you feel knowing that, you know, at kick what was about to go down and, and the history of this rivalry was, was underway? To be honest with you, Leo, bro, and no disrespect to Charlotte FC, I didn't feel anything. I mean, I'm – just it is what it is. I'm sorry. This was a bigger game for you guys than us. It was just another game for us, bro. I did not feel a thing. It was just okay. Another team, a expansion team that comes up that wants to do what we did in the past, and you know, trying to one up us. I guess. Well, congratulations. You got the record. Um, was that a week ago? Um, I know what record you won't get, but I'll, I'll talk about that later. Um, I, I look at it like this, Leo, man. It was – it wasn't what I thought. I, I thought it was going to be a little bit more exciting. Maybe it's because the, the, the word rivalry or dark derby, whatever, it hasn't been official yet. So I haven't really put any stock in it. It's just – they just there. So let me ask you this, Banks. So let, so let me ask you this, Banks. I mean, geographically, I guess we've labeled it a rivalry because this is now geographically, you know, one of our closest rivals. Like we talked about on the last episode, Nashville now over in the West. I think geographically, Nashville and Charlotte are about the same distance, give or take a couple of miles. You know, Charlotte might be just a tad bit closer, whatever the case may be. But, um, you know, it's always fun to have a geographical opponent. You know, like I said, we use we loosely use the word rivalry, but I think rivalries take time, right? Rivalries come from actual on the field play and just having a a a a on the field rapport with that with that other team. It's like that love hate relationship, and that's what turns into a rivalry. So, like, yeah, we've been tossing that around loosely, but I think to have someone as close geographically because the last opponent we had was Orlando. That was almost six six to six and a half hours away. Now this is a little closer up the road. So it's a little I guess it's fun to have that geographical uh, I mean absolutely proximity right I, I I I see the 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 distance and everything and it, it, it makes sense. But until something happens between the two teams, um it has to happen naturally. You feel me? That what happened yesterday, um, that can start it. 
I mean, I'm not going to go too much details about it, but I think looking at it, you know, as a beginning, it's a, it's off to a good start. But other than that, as to approaching that match, I mean, I don't know what I was expecting. I don't know. I, I just yeah. wasn't. I wasn't moved. <laughs> Robert, yeah, yeah. Ro- ro- quote unquote, real true rivalries have to be organically started. And as we know, the MLS is still growing leaps and bounds. This is a league that is still basically, I say it's in its infancy, man. Really. You know what I'm saying? You talk about 25, 30 years. It's rebranded several times. It's trying to take off and build and get better and better. And I'm sure it will here, but there hasn't been a lot of time to build some of these things like you know we look at the nfl we look at the nba we look at major league baseball and we also look at hockey these leagues have been around for eons here in this country mls not so much so yeah we know we got the el Tráfico in uh in la with lafc and the galaxy and of course that's a geographical rivalry as well it's not a lot of history with that rivalry also you look at nycfc and the red bulls up in new york geographically they're right there on top of each other still not a lot of history like it would be in some of the other leagues we have in this country so i think we're still building on that in the mls and those derby it'll be fun i think it'll continue to build if you look at the epl for instance to see those derbies over there in england it'll continue to build and as time goes on i think we'll find a way to make it a lot more fun banks i'm gonna get back to you in just a second Derek. i'm gonna kick it over to you man we were both at the game we were in attendance um, I will kind of echo what Banks was saying. It was a little underwhelming, the feeling, because I felt as though it should have been more – we should have had a, a lot more of a feeling going into that game. You know, we talk about other rivalries that we've been a part of in Atlanta sports, and I felt like, you know, starting out, I knew I wanted to come out and we wanted to win this game. But once we actually sat down and buckled in in that first kick, man, it just – I don't know. It wasn't there. Well, I'll say this. I, I'll give the – the um the media department for the Atlanta United a ten because they trolled Charlotte some often. Petty Petty. I mean Teddy Pendergrass. When you come up there and you start showing trophies and start playing I'm a Reddit song such and such, any Atlanta, and then the announcer say, Charlotte is not Atlanta. Put you on point. High five. High five. That, to me, set the tone for whatever they thought was going to happen. Even though the mood, like you said, leading up to the game, it was, yeah, I mean, the energy level wasn't as high as it was if the Red Bulls was here. If um, that team in um, Central Florida was here, you know what I'm saying. But I think at some point, like y'all said, it's going to organically turn into a rivalry because number one, they need it. You know what I'm saying. We don't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. We your big brothers until something happened. Y'all thought y'all was going to get away with a with a result, but. No, we're gonna talk about that in just a minute. We'll talk about that in just a minute. Banks, going I just over had a you, question man. for you both of you guys, that? man. Um, how do you feel about that place where Mickey Mouse lives? Um, what do you feel about that particular 
relationship between the teams. Do you still think that's a rivalry or you think that's kind of died out because Nashville came in and Charlotte came in. Now we're like that team in purple, you know, who cares? I think it's still there, man. You know, put like this. I think it's more more so on Orlando to kind of get that monkey off their back because we've been owning them so much. So I kind of I kind of feel, you know, I feel like it's it's good. It's it's like a healthy deal because number one, we're on on the top end of that <laughs> situation. So it's like Orlando is chasing us. So I feel like, man, hey, it, you know, if it's going to um, up the competitiveness, you know, when Orlando sees us, so be it. That's how these rivalries form, Banks. I mean, you organically, you know, sometimes that's what happens. You got to have another team that owns another team, and then all of a sudden it's like, you know what, we tired of being like Derrico said, the little brother, we got to step up. So that, that kind of helps it out. So, yeah, man, I feel, you know, Orlando is still going to be there, man. Um, they're still going to be that team that's going to give us hell. Their fans want them to, to step up. They don't have any trophies in the case down there. So, yeah, I think that's that's still going to be something that, that everybody's going to look at and we're going to look forward to with Orlando. So it's there. I think all the teams here in the Southeast eventually as we build on, on MLS and build on expanding, that eventually we'll start to have our own little brand of, uh, you know, uh, rivalry with each team here in the South. And that's because we'll we'll end up playing them, you know, twice a year or three times a year. However, it end up, however it ends up divvying out once we get all the divisions and everything laid all out. Derek, oh, did you want to put something on that? Yeah, I, I agree with that. You know, Orlando and Atlanta are always going to have that history of really not liking each other. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, like Leo was saying. Y'all still got to come to daddy's house. You know what I'm saying? Y'all still going to be the stepchildren. You're still going to be the outside looking in. And we still going to say F you Orlando because that's what you deserve. As long as that meme, that little sound bite is out there from our cane, they say Orlando, we going to own you. Absolutely, man. Shout out to the cane, man. We'll get into it in just a minute. Joseph, man, embodied. Like I said, we talked about this a little bit. We've talked about this on previous episodes about players that come in here into the city and just embody this city and just take on the city. And, like, you know, Joseph is that guy. He is that dude, man, that, that puts the city on his back playing for this, for, for Atlanta United. And, you know, he get, and, and he, they pull out this, he bags it up. You know, it's, he don't talk. He, he talks, but he, he really bags it up when it comes to, you know what I'm saying, how he gets out there and he gets down, man. And so he gets it, man. So shout out to Joseph, man, for real, man. Like one of the real ones that plays professional sports in this city and gets it. So let's get into the game, man. Um, early on, and, you know, we, we can – I couldn't get my man Reggie on tonight. Hopefully next week, man, we have another game coming up this week and we'll get Reggie on to talk some some tactics. Um, but we're going to talk about some of the things that we we all saw in this game and what we liked and what we didn't like and how we ended up getting this result. Um, so if you didn't know, um, Atlanta United ends up getting this result over Charlotte FC 2-1. to one. Um, This was a game that it, it looked like Charlotte was going to go away with come away with his first point ever in the history of the franchise. But 
Somebody said, nah, not today in stoppage time. So one of the things is here, first first going into the first half, man, I think 0-0 um, zero, zero first half, right? Going to halftime, Derrico, you're at the game with me. We're sitting there. We actually sat together and we talked about it. It was um pretty decent. We looked at how the approach was from both teams. I think it was kind of, you know, when you, when you equate this to like a heavyweight fight, right? Both teams had to come out and fill each other out. Atlanta's game plan initially was to come out and press and try to find a goal-scoring opportunity and put the pressure on Charlotte. Charlotte being the young, inexperienced new team, how would they how would they deal with the pressure if Atlanta was able to get a score on early? But we just couldn't do it. They kind of held on, man. So thoughts on the first half as we watched how that all transpired with Atlanta trying to desperately get that goal in the first half, man. I mean, it, it, it. It it was it was I'm a, I'm gonna be honest, you know I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. It was one of them MLS snooze fest in the first half. I mean it was it just was. However, there was some good play out there. Um, eventually coming on, and then, like you were saying, and when they, you can tell that with the high press that was happening on both sides, trying to keep everything you know up in front, but at the same time, it was, it, it produced some opportunities. I will say it produced a lot of opportunities for scoring for both teams, more so on the Atlanta side. But I will give it up for my man, the old, the old statesman Goose. He had a heck of a game. I think he ended up with like six saves. I don't know the other guys, the other goalkeeper, but I had to give him props too because he had about five or six good saves too. So Actually, it was a yeah, world class defensive game by the goaltenders, goalkeepers, and at the same time. Like I said, it was just the first half was just a snooze fest to me, but at the same time, it was a defensive battle. It was. First half was was really, like I said, it was a fill out kind of deal, man. You know, when you look at um, you know, soccer, man, sometimes and it's just like with any other sport, you gotta come out and you gotta fill out your opponent. Banks, I know you were able to go back and kind of look at some highlights. I don't know how much you looked at in the first half, but did you see anything? in particular that you noticed in the first half from either team, man, as they were trying to fill each other out and to trying me, to find that goal scoring opportunity. I felt like Atlanta United was playing kind of too safe. Um Charlotte was doing a lot of pressing, a lot of high pressing. And and it seems like although we had the possessions like I think eighty percent of the time, I mean Atlanta still didn't they didn't go for it. You know, they just okay, we 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 got the ball here. Let's play keep away. La 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 Let's play with these little guys, you know. But it, it wasn't a aggressive scoring like I would think you would attack a rival. I mean, it's just it was just more of a let's just let's just run around the yard right quick and see what happens. If we get a fluke goal, then so be it. But it it didn't feel like anything special the first half. Yeah, it, it was it was it was like I said, if you're you know, you got to kind of be in a soccer kind of like you said, uh, Derrico, this to watch kind of fill out, you know, both teams to see what they were trying to do from a strategic standpoint, from a tactical tactical standpoint, man. And so we didn't get any goals in the first half. So moving into the second half, man, we go all the way in. Uh, we get to the 60, 60th minute and Atlanta United is on the attack. And uh, we have a goal store, uh, scoring opportunity. That's in Penny. I think Brooks Lennon was coming down. If I'm not mistaken, on that right side, got into the box, man, and um, he was fouled in the box, and we got 
we got a PK. It was it was spot on. So Derrico, man, um, how did you feel about the fire? Did you? Because I mean, and and Banks, I'm gonna get over to you in just a minute, man. Because I know we 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 talked about this and how it was kind of received uh, by by the Charlotte uh, fans. But Derrico, you know, I felt like it was it was the right call by the ref. What we saw um, that led up to that PK, man. Yeah, you know, we were sitting right there on that side of the of the field as Brooke Lennons are coming toward us. I mean, you inside the penalty area, and you literally just basically just not leaning into the supporter section. So I'm not trying to figure out, I'm trying to figure out what what the big hush was about the fact that it was a, it was a penalty. I mean, we thought kind of sort of, you know, this is what Leo said. If he do this, it's going to be a problem. If he do this, it's going to be a problem. I said, no, he's going to do this. He's going to listen to what the guy had to say in his earpiece, and he's going to tell him, hey, that was a clear foul, and he's going to point to the spot. And that's exactly what happened. He pointed to the spot, and then the king was up to do what he does, and that is put it in the back of the net, 1-0 Atlanta United. Put it in the back of the net like he always does. Yeah, McCoy, McCann. I'm I'm not for sure if I'm pronouncing his name right for Charlotte FC. McCoin. Um, you know, one of their defenders on the back line there. Like I said, clearly was beat off the ball. Clearly was beat off the ball, and and he didn't have any choice but to do what he did, man, in order to stop because Lennon had an uh, opportunity to get the ball inside to get played, man, for a goal scoring opportunity, man. So we were able to get that PK, man. Joseph sets up, does his thing. Gets it in into the back. We up one nil. Banks, just to get your get just to get your um opinion on everything that happened and how the first goal actually transpired. Did you agree with the call and did you feel like it wasn't payment? It was a foul. It was the right call. Absolutely, and it led Leo. Us to take I was lead. watching it on TV and one of the announcers said, "You know, you can go shoulder to shoulder defending the player, no problem. But as soon as you extend that arm, and it it was plain as day." And you did it right in the box. And the man like you, like Derrico, he was already in the supporter section with the flags. So, I mean, what, what what's the problem? What, why we got to have disagreements about that? You know, I don't know if you were ready for me to talk about this or not. But, of course, you know, I do what I do. I do my little um, uh, opposing team um, chat room uh, shuffling. And they seem to disagree that it wasn't. A, it was a bogus call. And my question to them is, well, do you know the rules? Do you know the rules? Because obviously you don't. If you think that was okay, um, it was plain as day, and it was the right call. Absolutely. I mean, like you said, Banks, to to. To piggyback on what you just said, man, shoulder to shoulder is always good, man, when you're trying to, you know, go for possession or trying to defend. But like you said, once that shoulder went, once that arm went up and extended on the push off, I mean, it was there. It is what it is. It was it was playing today, and we end up getting that getting that score. So we we bounce back, we come back, we're up one nothing. And in true Atlanta United fashion, we I don't know, Derrico. We talk about this all the time, man. Sometimes we get into these situations with this team where, man, we go, we take a nap. We will score a goal, and it's like, okay, we're up, and we take a nap. And and in true form, man, I don't know what happened. We took a nap, but this is not. I mean, partly this has been something since the inception of this team that has has kind of 
messed us up, man. We come right back down, and a few minutes later, man, Charlotte ends up scoring on a set piece and and and, and squares this thing up 1-1, man, on a set piece. Uh, I have no idea what the hell we need to do on set. This has been something that we – and we talked about talked about this a little bit off air and how this team is built, how Atlanta United has always been built from its inception and trying to be able to find ways to not only take, take advantage of – set pieces and scoring off of set pieces but also trying to defend set pieces charlotte was able to get their first goal in the history of their franchise on a set piece um i want to say it was in six minutes after joseph put that one in the back of the net uh or more scores it for charlotte on the set piece is this something derrico that you're getting tired of seeing um us giving up goals on set pieces and not and and not just us giving up goals on set pieces, us not being able to capitalize because we had a lot of corner attempts yesterday and a lot of set pieces as well that we couldn't capitalize on. But it seems like that's been something that's been a reoccurring thing with this team since since twenty seventeen. Tata team, the Boers team, Heinze's team, and now Pineda's team. That's four different coaches and figured out how to freaking stop a set piece in Atlanta. That is so frustrating to me. I'm really sick of it. I wish they'd find some way somehow to cure it. I don't know if they need to get some taller guys on this field or what, but at some point you got to just say and man up and say, we're not giving up points on a set piece. I mean, at some point you just got to say to yourself, I've seen it enough from other teams where we got to really pay attention and do something about giving up points on the set piece. And on the flip side, scoring those set pieces. We had several opportunities yesterday in the first half where we had corner kicks to set up a, a, a set piece goal. Seemed like it never gets close to the net. Either it's, it's going out for a goal kick or somebody's going to punch it out and start running down and almost score a goal because we can't get back on our set piece. Absolutely. I feel the same way. Banks, did you want to piggyback on that? Or did you have anything that you wanted to add to, to us in, in these set pieces, set piece opportunities, Listen whether here, it's defending man. or you trying to score? Words right out of my mouth. I'm tired of seeing a set up for a set piece, and I already know we're not going to score. So you might as well just tap the ball in instead of kicking it all the way to the net because it's, it's useless at that point. You're kicking it right to the damn goalie. Um, listen, I don't know what you got to do. Um, I don't know how much practice you got to do with it. It's almost like when they kick it out the, out the end as for, for a, corner, a corner kick, I just cringe because I'm like, oh, God. It's either they're going to score or – I, I don't know. It, it's a foul. Something's going to occur. I don't know. Something bad is always going to happen. I hate corner kicks when the opposing team is kicking. It's like we don't know what to do. And it's really to the point where I'm like, God, mm. you are MLS team. How do you not know what to do? I mean, it's just not – I can't put my finger on it. And, and that's just going – as actually being the team yeah. trying to score because you're not going to score. So – yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's frustrating. Very, very frustrating. So I, I understand your uh, frustration, Banks, in trying to figure that out on set pieces, not only corners 
on on drops and everything like that, man. We just got to get better at trying to do it. Now we, we we've had some a little bit of success, but it's not consistent. And I think we're all I think in agreement that we need some consistency from from defending and trying to to take advantage of those scoring opportunities when we get them, you know, with the set pieces. So moving forward here, man. So we going toward the end of the game here, man. It looked like it was about to be a draw. It looks like Charlotte was about to get their first point in MLS history until somebody has something to say about that, man. So in the stoppage time we go and Jake Moraney was a late sub that came in. I want to say into the second half and, this guy comes in, man, in stoppage time. I mean, we're almost at the end of stoppage time. Derrico, I had already gotten and positioned myself because I was actually going over to State Farm Arena. So I'd already went up and positioned myself to get ready to go over to State Farm. So I was standing and watching. I was still there, but I was standing and watching from the back of the section. And I'm like, okay, well, this is a draw. You know, it is what it is. And all of a sudden, Moraney comes down. I see this shot. I see this deflection. Bam, back of the net. I'm talking about literally, I don't even think we had a minute left in stoppage time. Maybe maybe a minute left. I don't know. But he we scored his goal in stoppage time and just, just yanks that point away from Charlotte. So with that being said, to start off the first game in history with Charlotte, for them to get that point, for them to say, okay, hey, we got a draw. We about to take a point. We're in stoppage time. Let's go home with this point. And then for us to just rip it from them like that, man. Oh, my God. Derrico, tell me how you felt about us just ripping that. And, Banks, I know you itching to talk about it, man, and itching to talk about what their fans had to say. But, Derrico, man, the feeling in the stadium, tell me how, how it felt like actually in the stadium when that actually truly did happen. I'm like, I'm, I'm like you, Leo. I had reached up under my seat. Grab my coat, put it on top of my lap, because you know I'm trying to beat this this crowd out and get to the get to my car so I can beat some of this traffic. But the God said, "Stay there." And lo and behold, Jake from State Farm Arena across the street came through with a clutch. Do they call that an own goal if it hit the it hit the other player like that? No, so actually he gets credit for that so, goal. So um, it was a deflection, so but he does get credit for that goal. So when that ball hit the back of that net, I can tell you the roof opened up. Charlotte fans probably thought, this is the loudest they've been out. Yeah, mm-hmm. we were. In the, in the most, oh, the thing that I love the most is just watching those little players just flop on the field and discuss. They was hurt. I mean, they hurt. The, they thought they had earned the point. They truly they, thought they, they deserved the point. Leo, they pulled a straight Atlanta. You know how sometimes Atlanta give up a point so quickly at the end of the game, and we think we got it. That's exactly how I felt watching them on their hands and knees getting on that Mercedes-Benz turf in their mouth, crying to themselves internally because that thing was hurting. That's like snatching the jaws of defeat right from your soul, and you got to drive back to to Charlotte with that stench. <laughs> All that stench that you talked on the way up here, you had to ride up 85 thinking about, oh, we were that close. Yeah, we were that, they, they were that close. Banks, I'm giving over to you, man. Like I said, we snatched this one. Because, Banks, let's be real, man. Let me just do, like, 
we always talk about Atlanta and our teams and never being on the end of something like that. We, we're always the, the, the team that this happens to, right? We're never the team that gives this to somebody. You know what I'm saying? You talk about the Braves, Hawks, Falcons. We've all had those teams. And in history, we always end up being on the opposite end of this, right? But how how crazy was it for us to actually do this to somebody else and just snatch <laughs> snatch this I from the upset? I have so much to point? say about this. Um, watching it from home was a little bit different than actually being there. I saw the the team actually fall to their knees and to the, or flat on their face. And they have a gif now on the internet. I don't know if you guys caught it where when he actually kicked the ball and all you heard was the windows chime, doom, 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 and they all just fell out. It was the most hilarious thing I've ever seen. But um, that pain that they endured, it trickled, it trickled all the way down to their fans, man. They were really – Sad to the point where they like, yes, we got the our first score, but we got our heart snatched out because we had the game. And I'm not going to say another thing. Um, MLS wasn't too kind to the Atlanta United. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but I was watching the clock and we had seven minutes in stoppage time. It went way past seven minutes, brothers. It went almost to nine minutes. And I'm like, blow the whistle. What are you doing? Blow the whistle. They kept giving Charlotte the chance to try to tie the game. Like, blow the whistle. It has no – listen, when the moment that that ball went back to Guzan, that's it. That's it. No, they want to keep playing. So, yeah, I, I, I saw – I felt kind of shaky about it, but I'm like, you know what? They wanted to have this match to – kind of start the rivalry, if you will. The fans really took it really personal. They were hurt. They felt like they were robbed. They felt like the referees didn't do their job. I'm not understanding what they were expecting, but, I mean, that's what happens when you play a team that won a championship. It's like you got to get on our level. But I'm not not here. I'm not not here to do that. I'm not here to do that. I'm just – I'm not here to do that. I will I will say I will say this much, man. Like, you know, Charlotte has went out of their way, number one. First and foremost, I will say this, man. If anybody from Charlotte's gonna hear me out on this, you all have went out of your way to not acknowledge us at all. Like Charlotte went out of their way initially. The the whole rumblings of them giving the getting the MLS team. I'm coming with you, Banks. They went out of their way to kind of call us that city. And we and and yesterday I'm gonna point to it, point it out here in just a second. We 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 kind of owned it, and we we had a TFO that represented. Derrico, you alluded to it as well. Has how we kind of embraced that whole. Okay, y'all don't want to, y'all don't even want to say our name. Okay, that's fine. We'll embrace it. We understand how this is, man. It's kind of a, you know, what I'm saying inferiority complex. Inferiority complex. That's how I'm gonna I'm say it. You know. You know, kind of a you know, big brother, little brother type situation. I mean, there's no other way to put it, man. I mean, it, it, Charlotte has been referred to as Atlanta Light for quite Where? some time. You know, it Ooh. is what it is. It is what it is, man. Listen here. Hey, I mean, be let me, so hey, like let I said, they've been this, referred bro. to hey, Atlanta no Light. Comparison, okay. I've been, I've been, I've been to Charlotte it, so it is not, many really times, not. and mm-hmm. I keep looking around like, where in the world is it? Why are you comparing this to Atlanta? It's nothing like it. 
nothing that resembles anything like the A. Nothing. So I don't understand why they always come. And let me say this right quick before we go on. This whole notion of calling this the dirty. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I ain't got to that, that part city? yet. The dirty, the dirty <laughs> South rivalry. Let me get something straight to you guys in Charlotte. Let me get something very. I want you to really hear me out. Read my lips. It's only one city. That city is the dirty South. Not y'all. You never was the dirty. When have you ever been the dirty South? When? No, 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 I ain't no helicopter. This ain't no helicopter. When have you ever been a that? How you ever been the dirty south? You talking about when they when they? I don't know what you're talking about, but then you ain't no dirty south. Let me tell you something. Cancel that name. That name does not fit you guys. So next, now hold on, Leo. I'm not done. Hey, when you say, refer to us as that city, let me tell you something. First of all, before this match even started, you sit there and say, "Well, we're not worthy to be your, we're not worthy to be your rivals." How dare you? Are you as okay? All right, I'm, I'm done. Y'all move on. Move on. I'm not gonna no. <laughs> Hey man, nah, nah man, bro. get it off your nah. chest, man. Get it off your chest. I feel you, dog. Nah, I was kind of, kind of going lightweight, man. Leo, what did who the going? What did the T Off the blank. Who was on the T four? Oh, oh, off the blank was and on it, the T four, man. They had on the T four that said what? And you know what? The, you know, Charlotte fans did to that on they on their little page. They changed the words around. So they said, we are that S-H-I-T-Y. Okay. Kel cute. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little that's a little boy. That's a little kitty. That's some little kitty-ish, petty-ish. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, but you know what they can't do, though? Look, on the T-4 as well. So if you didn't see the whole T-4. You had that trophy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They can't say we had the U.S. Open Cup. Yeah. We had the MLS Championship Trophy there. And we also had the, the Campiones uh, Cup. I mean, cup trophy on there. It's four so cups on there. All three of them bad boys. It was the uh, the, the the conference the championship cup. Uh, what I miss? Okay, oh. conference championship. On okay. uh, my bad. So uh, so Eastern Conference Eastern Conference champions, Campiones Cup, U.S. Open, MLS Cup champions. Four star. Over the crest. Let's 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 let's, let's let's worry about winning one at day, your own maybe. place. Win at your own house before maybe. you worry about what's worthy or not. Yeah. Oh, that ain't that shit ain't about that ain't about to happen. I just, I just cuss, but that ain't about to happen because in a couple of weeks we're gonna come up there and we're gonna really see what it is. Really, really, really quickly. Yes, go ahead and do it. Really, really quickly. Yes, fellas, go ahead. Banks don't have anything left. That's why he was getting excited. <laughs> so really so so we're gonna move forward. Um Couple of weeks here. We got coming up here on April the tenth, if I'm not mistaken, Derrico. We do go up to Charlotte. Uh, before we move on to the next segment, very, very, I'm gonna say this, Charlotte, very, very disappointed in your showing coming out. Y'all didn't, y'all didn't show up and show out like I thought y'all were. I mean, I don't know, was y'all scared? I don't wanna. Mm, I don't know. Y'all had a little supporter section over there. Y'all got loud. Y'all was crazy. A couple of things happened. I mean, y'all, whatever, man. I don't know how I really perceive that, man. 
you know, shout out to Nashville, man, because we went up there. They really welcomed us into that thing up there, man. We really had fun in Nashville. I don't know how this thing going to go with Charlotte, but guess what? All three of us from the Leo G Show are going to be up in your city come April 10th for that game on Sunday at 1.30. We'll be in attendance one way or another. Y'all trying to make it hard for us to come up there, but guess what? I've we never, coming. We coming. I have never. Y'all can do whatever y'all want to do. Life. <laughs> Known that anything that results to Atlanta versus Charlotte in any sport that you guys kept Atlanta away. Never. We coming. We coming. They should We're know, coming. They should know we ain't the the richest people, some of us. We coming. Money we're coming. Take us up to Charlotte. We coming and to we're Charlotte. Sure you understand. We're coming to Charlotte. Or, or coming for y'all like it, the like Atlanta said, 2.0. And it, and it won't be we're, it we're coming to Charlotte section either. We're coming to Charlotte. I just I keep saying that because you know that's 78,000 y'all had. But guess what? We're coming to hey, Charlotte. Hey, that's all I gotta say about that. that. Record, we're going to this next this segment. Is, I commend y'all. Congratulations. Records are meant to be broken. I know one record you won't break. Not no time soon. That's the MLS championship record. You won't break that. So have your little <laughs> regular season fun. We coming to Charlotte. All right, fellas, we're going to move into the next segment here, man. We, we, we've given enough time to them clowns up there in North Carolina. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, because it's coming. And I can't wait till we get up there and we're able to talk about that, man. So we'll move into the next part of this, man. Fellas. So, baseball, right? We didn't talk a lot about it here in the last couple of episodes, man, but we were in a lockout, man. Baseball finally back. Owners and players finally came to some type of agreement that they said we can have some baseball. Not going to really miss too much of the regular season. I guess we'll kind of make some of those games up. Everybody's in spring training now. So, we're going to have baseball. Shout out to our defending World Series champs, Atlanta Braves, as we head into spring training and get ready for the regular season here coming up. A lot of activity going on as as we record this episode tonight. A lot of, I, I'm gonna say it's it's a it's a little bit of emotions involved in the city right now, man. Because it's something that's going on, man. It's got everybody kind of up in their feelings. We'll talk about it for just a minute. Um, so we knew after the lockout was over, the free agents and all of the transactions as far as trades and everything were going to start to start to go and start to fly. Uh, one of the things here in this city that we have been waiting on the answer for uh, for almost a year now, because this was we were trying to see if we we're gonna get we we're gonna get this done last season, was with our first baseman Freddie Freeman. Um, Freddie Freeman, we we're trying to get you know Freddie Freeman, obviously is face of the franchise here with the Braves. I mean, obviously the longest tenure Brave we've had, and we want to continue to see him here, but obviously. It was a lot trying to get that deal done, trying to figure out if Freddie was going to be here. So we got a tidbit of information today that pretty much put put it. You know, we we knew the writing was on the wall, but this pretty much put the put it to bed. Um, the Braves traded for another first baseman guy by the name of Matt Olson, if I'm not mistaken, from the, from the Oakland A's. He's an Atlanta native um, to come here um, and. I don't think, as of right now, I don't think Freddie has signed with another team, but I think that that's it. That, that is the end of the road for our man. 
Freddie Freeman here as an Atlanta Brave. Banks, I'm going to take it over to you here, man. First, and Derek, I know uh, you want to chime in on this as well, man. The Freddie Freeman era is officially, I think we can say it's officially over, Banks. It's, it's now over. We can kind of move on, man. But it's it's kind of bittersweet. Yeah, man. It's, it's bittersweet, really man. Um, I, I got the, the word today, and um, a lot of folks was kind of in their feelings, man, you know, thinking what Braves, you know, didn't try hard enough to get, you know, Freddie Freeman back, you know, the the face of the franchise. Um, I, I don't – I'm not going to go into to the, the, the debate about what's a face of the franchise and what's not. All I know is we have other good players on the team, okay? It's not just one player. You know, it wasn't like – and I'm not trying to step on no toes or anything. Freddie Freeman didn't carry this team to the World Series, okay? We had a – that was a team effort, okay? A team did that, not just one player. Yes, it would have been cool to keep him around because, you know, he's a, a brave. You know, it's hard to see him in another jersey. I get it. But you brought in another first baseman who, by the way, is another all-star. And if you really want to compare, you know, stats side by side, they're pretty much the same player. Matt might be a little better. He's younger. Um, I, I look at it like this. Um, I it's it's a it's a, a lateral move to me. I hate to say it, you know, I'm I'm looking at stats. I'm not looking at legacy and all that stuff because you know, legacies are He's going to still be a Brave. When he goes into the Hall of Fame, he's going to be a Brave. Don't even worry yourself about that. But when you want to talk about a face of the franchise, like you have other good players on this team. You got Ronald Acuna back, you guys. Ronald Acuna, he's probably the face, the biggest face you could probably ever get. When he went down, everyone counted us for dead. So he said like he was the face. So he's here. He's ready. He's, re he's ready to go. I'm not I'm not gonna lose sleep over the fact that Freddie is gone. I just felt like it's trying to move on. Good for him. He's got a ring. He can go and do what he wants to do now. I mean, he has nothing else to prove to us. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move yeah, on. Man. Fan favorite though, man. I mean, we're moving on, moving on, but like I said, the sentiment in the city is you know how it is, man. People have favorite players. And and how how that all works? Like I said, he was a fan favorite, obviously, man. He did a lot for this organization. He was very uh, instrumental in in getting us this championship that we have now. I mean, he was the person that hit the home run to take us into the NLDS, right against the Brewers when we went. You know, so you know, like I said, it is bittersweet, man. We recognize that, man. So wherever Freddie goes, man, I'm very very happy. And like you said, Banks, we're turning the page. Eventually, you have to move on. I think, you know, today we had a press conference with Alex Anthopoulos, man. He was very emotional because the decision that had to be made was a very, very hard decision. Um, you know, a lot of times we joke and we laugh about some of these players and these clowns that come to the city and don't want to be here, man. Or, you know, it's hard to try to figure out, you know, where they fall in the scheme of things. I think Freddie was a likable guy amongst this the fan base and a lot of people wanted to see him here. So that's why I think it was very emotional for Alex Anthopoulos, man, to make that decision to, to move on. Like you said, Banks, man, because a lot of people wanted to see him here, but you, you know, and like you said, at the end of the day, it's a business decision. We have to do the best for the franchise. Obviously Liberty media does not have the money. Some of these other franchises have to, to just throw money and do what they need to do. But we had to make a business decision at the end of the day. And unfortunately, man, 
you know, I don't want to say unfortunately, but I don't, I don't think I want to say unfortunately. It's just this was a decision that had to be made, right? I mean, it's, it, it is what it is. Like you said, another all-star comes in here at first base. I mean, kind of like a lateral situation. But like I said, Freddie was that fan favorite. A lot of people wanted to see him here. Because, you know, we, we were used to having Chipper here. Chipper was a franchise guy. We saw him for, you know, damn near two decades as a brave man. People love Chipper. And I think people want to see Freddie be that next, you know, Chipper face for the next six, seven, eight years here with this franchise. But Derek O, I know. <laughs> Brent, <laughs> what's Go ahead, man. You know how my mind thinks when you be saying stuff like that. Go ahead. Go, 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 go. Well, giving it, <laughs> give, giving it to you, man. Your whole thoughts on on now looking past Freddie Freeman into the future now with the Braves here as we look, but with him no longer being a Brave. It's like this, and I, and you and I talked about this. It's like when they didn't sign him last year. It was already in my mind that he was gone because they really wanted him here. They took care of business last year, you know, early on in the year or before the, year, the season even started. So at that point, I knew it was, a, it was a done deal. So my mind had already gotten to the point of saying, this is Freddie's farewell tour. He don't know it, but he kind of knows it. Some of the fans, like you're saying, kind of latched on to it. And it, it was kind of naive if you ask me. Like, they was really still holding on hope. Like, every day, posting something before the lockout. Hey, Braves, it's a good day to re-sign Freddie Freeman. If they wanted to sign Freddie Freeman, they would have been signed Freddie Freeman. So, I understand the sentiment. It's a business decision. You got a 27-year-old as opposed to a 30-something, mid-30-something-year-old that still, if you're going to give that type of money to a guy, you want to give it to the younger guy that's still producing at the same level. So, hey, you just got to move on. Every good thing going to have to come to pass. And I think at this point in the in sports, there's not going to be too many more lifers on an organization. So, oh, boy, you just you, you just know, playing this segue, didn't you? It, it just you just not. playing this so segue, didn't you? You just need to get out that mindset that someone's going to be in a franchise forever. We just plan. Look, I couldn't have planned that segue. No, Banks, I don't think I could have planned that segue any better, right? Derrico just 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 hit us with the whole segue. So that yeah, like I said, man, just wanted to talk a little bit about Freddie and talk about you know, but moving right along here to the next segment, which brings me to Atlanta Falcons. Talk a little bit about them, man, and talk about what's going on over on that side of the fence. So, man. Um, <laughs> As we move today is the first was it's today the first day of legal tampering Absolutely. as we talk about uh, NFL free agency career. All right, first day of legal tampering. Yeah, twelve o'clock. Uh, we've noon already twelve o'clock noon. We've already got some some news uh, with our Atlanta Falcons with free agency. I think we lost for late Foyer Luakon. He's now going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Got to get got got his money. Got his money, guys. I can't be mad at Foyer. He got his money down there with Jacksonville. Of course, hell, Jacksonville got all the money to pay everybody. Shit, they. They ain't paid nobody in a long time, so shout out to Jacksonville, man. Maybe they're gonna try to build a monster down there in in in, uh, in Jayville. Um, Falcons have been kind of quiet, obviously first day, and we knew that because we don't really have any money. But as as we talk, as we move into it, um, here's a situation I want to talk about before we get into some of the other stuff here, um, and I got to do it. 
Calvin Ridley, fellas, we're going to talk about it. I'm going to give you guys equal opportunity to talk about this whole Calvin Ridley situation. I'm going to give my thoughts here off the rip. Um, My God, man. Every time I think about this situation, if you didn't know, Calvin Ridley has now been suspended for the 2022 season for gambling uh, while he was taking a break from the Falcons due to mental health issues. He was trying to deal with some mental health issues. But come to find out, sometime in November, he was betting on games. Um, specifically betting on the Falcons to win if, if if you even really care about it. But it kind of broke the rules. NFL has some really, really strict rules about gambling. Whether you agree with how the NFL deals with it, the rule is a rule. He broke it. He gambled. So now he's been suspended for the 2022 season. This is crazy, man. This guy was literally – he literally took time off from the game to deal with mental health, mental health issues. And now he's cost himself – $11 million in a whole season of football. Every time I think about it, man, it just makes it, – it, it baffles the hell out of me. I'm going to go over to you, Derek Cole, first with this, man. Um, <laughs> I mean, how, how, do you, how do you end up in this situation, first and foremost? I don't even know if you have an explanation for this. I mean, we never got the full understanding. I mean, yeah, truly we know he had some mental health stuff that he was going through. But then here we go with the gambling, and now he puts himself in this position. Like, this is befuddling. I guess that's the word. Is that How does this even happen, Derrico? The only thing that I can say is just so Atlanta. That's it. I mean, okay. that's it. Banks? That's, that's it. Banks, do you have anything um, to add to first that? First of all, just you think he just started gambling when he did his mental evaluation, whatever he was doing, you're sadly mistaken. I challenge both of you guys and everybody else who's watching this to go back and watch some of his highlights. Um, mainly the Kansas City Chiefs game. Um, you can see where he catches the ball and he runs and then he, he goes backwards as if he's trying to get a better angle where he had the angle the first time you, you go back and the defender has a better angle on you now to tackle you behind. And I don't know what the outcome was at those, at those, you know, particular series of the game. But all I know is what receivers does that when he's trying to, I guess, kind of alter the game, if you will, he could possibly have been gambling then. For all we know. So if you if I'm not going to sit here and and crucify this man, all I know he made a dumb mistake. I ain't gonna even say that. No, no, I'm not gonna say that. You knew exactly what you was doing. You had a mental issue. Let's yeah, you did have one because you lost eleven million dollars on a fifteen hundred dollar bet. So that's a bigger mental issue that I ever seen in my life. So um yeah. You gotta you made that bad, brother. You gotta sleep in it. So don't know what to say about it, bro, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow, yeah, like I said, <laughs> that uh, I uh, I just don't know. I, I just don't know. Yeah, I, I've done some crazy things in my day, but my God, man, I, I don't know what he he wasn't thinking. As as my dad used to say, you know, what was he thinking about? Well, he wasn't thinking. He wasn't thinking to you know to actually how this trend. If you, if, I don't want to go into too many, too many details, but 
you know, if you Google, look at the story, man, all of it, it just doesn't make any sense, man. You use your phone, your name. I am Calvin Ridley at gmail.com to sign up for this account and start betting on games. It's just weird, weird. And, and before I move on and talk about something else, I want to say this much. And I don't want to get, I know how we all get when it comes to talking about Atlanta sports and some of these fans. But there is a conspiracy theory out there that somebody, there was one fan that had the gall to call in on Sports Talk Radio and 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 put it out there. I'm going to go to you, Banks, because I know Derrico doesn't like to entertain this stuff, so I'm going to go to Banks with you on this. Banks, do you, do you recall there, had to be, there was a fan that had the audacity to say that he did this on purpose? Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, I'm sorry. My apologies. This was, this all had to do, this was Matt Ryan's fault. And the reason he did this is because he didn't actually want to play with Matt Ryan. This was a part of the Calvin Ridley plan was to 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 <laughs> not have to play with Matt Ryan. And I know this this is crazy. This is crazy. It's asinine. But Banks, you want to say anything not. about that? I, have n- I am so tired of putting my energy into this kind of subject anymore. I'm at this point, man. It's it is what it is. I'm I'm so mentally exhausted with it. I'm whatever. You don't like the man. Whatever. Do what you gotta do. Say what you got to say. At the end of the day, he's he's been extended. He's still here. What you gonna do? I mean, you gonna stop being a fan? I mean, at this point, you know, the whole he didn't want to play for Matt no more. Okay, okay, yeah. Right. Oh, fine. I mean, it's just, it's, you know, I had to put it out there, man, because, like, just when you thought, I mean, somebody did call in the Sports Talk Radio and gave that conspiracy theory, but I, I had to put it out there anyway. So just a little bit of Atlanta Falcons news before we talk about one more thing here before we wrap this whole show up. Jake Matthews left tackle. He gets a three extension right after the, coming off the heels of, of uh, Matt Ryan actually doing a contract extension that we'll talk about here in just a second. And I also want to get you guys' thoughts about, uh, the draft and toward the end of free agency here in just a moment. So Jake Matthews is here for another three years at left tackle. He's been a serviceable guy over there, not the best or greatest left tackle, right? But we end up locking him up and uh, bringing him back. Now, so let's talk a little bit about Matt Ryan since we wanted to talk about franchise players and people that have been here for a while and, and, and needing to move on before we before we uh, end this podcast here. Um. Matt Ryan restructured his contract, obviously, to help us have a little more money in free agency to sign some more players. Um, we're coming up on the farewell tour of Matt. Obviously, now with the restructure, there were – so just to to bring you guys into – I mean, you all know, but I'm going to just set up the situation for everybody that's listening and watching the podcast, man. There were a lot of speculation going around early on. We saw some some movement going on with some teams making some trades, some teams doing some things. A lot of people were like, okay, could this possibly happen with Matt being traded? Could he go somewhere? Could this – you know, maybe could, you know, we offload Matt to somebody else. But it didn't happen. It doesn't look like it's going to happen. With all that being said, and Matt now being here for another year, uh, I'm gonna go over to you, Derrico, first. Matt is here. We're not. I won't talk about anything else. I won't talk about the draft. I won't talk about. No, I won't talk about him being here for another year. What are the expectations 
in this final farewell tour that we're seeing? Because this is the fight. This is the farewell tour. What's what's the expectations from Matt in this season right here coming up? As far as what play record? Stat? As far as what? As far as what we're gonna see from him? The same thing we've been seeing the last six years. That record, one record, one winning season in the last six years. That's the expectation. If you want to know why that's the expectation, the record tells it. That's the expectation. I mean, there's no other expectation. I mean, y'all can sugarcoat it how you want to sugarcoat it, but the record speaks for itself. I mean, we've had one winning season the last six years. We've had Banks. two wins the last two seasons at home. Banks, I'm gonna kick it over to you, man. Expectations, Matt Ryan, on the farewell tour, man. On his, on his, if it, if not his final year, it one of his what final it is, years, brother. Here he's here. Um, he's only. I mean, if he's gonna decline and go down with the ship, then go down with the ship. Um, I'm not gonna sit there and point out all the negatives from him. If we're talking about winning seasons, um, I can go back as far as 1980 if you want to go back and you want to talk about some losing seasons. So it's not like we've been ranking, we was bringing them in the wins before he got here. So, hey, if we're going to do that, then let's talk about the whole thing as, as a whole organization, not just a few years. But he's here. I think the Falcons organization has made it clear that he's going to retire here. And like it or not, he's going to go down as a Falcon. And if you ride with him, ride with him. If you don't, don't. I mean, at this point, what can you do? So, end of story. And, you know, my thing is, I mean, yeah, it, the last six years have, have not been have not been good. But I mean, hey, man, you 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 got a chance to you know, the Falcons are giving him a chance to go out on his shield. So, so however you want to take that, we, he gonna try it out on the field for the twenty twenty two season, and we're gonna see how this ends up. I mean, you know, my thing is, I mean, I, I it is what it is at this point. Um, I wish him luck. I, I truly do wish him luck going into this thing, man, and, and and on his final hurrah as he goes out of here. Like you said, Banks, man, this this just didn't start with him. I mean, there has been a lot of disappointing seasons, you know, with this organization. Um, but you know, like I said, this is his farewell tour. I wish him well. We'll see what happens, man. I, I wish him well. I'm not wishing any ill will toward the man. I'm wishing the man well as he wraps up his career here in Atlanta. Last thing here as we close out the show, free agency draft is upon us. I want the short answer, fellas. I don't need the long, drawn-out answers tonight. I want the short answer as the question I'm going to pose to you both, and I give my answer as well, is what is the number one priority Going into both free agency and the draft, the number one priority for the Falcons, not just to, to pick up, but to get it right. So the number one priority and how much does it count for them to act? They don't have any room for error when we go into free agency and the draft to get that position or that player right. Banks, I'm going to come to you first before we end the show. Tell me. Where we need to go 
top priority and short answer short and sweet right. any position not named tight end or kicker <laughs> okay all right that's like it's gonna leave it out there like that Derek Cole, i'm gonna go to you man defensive playmaker why we need a defensive playmaker Several of them. Actually. You need all eleven. You need ten defensive playmakers on that side. Okay. You got. You got. You got one already. You need ten. You need ten more. Absolutely. Okay. You need ten more. We need some guys that's gonna come up and step up. I actually, I agree with you guys, man. Um, <laughs> Bank said anybody outside of kicker and tight end, <laughs> we need anybody to come in and help this. Right. I think that the biggest priority that we need here, you know. I'm going to be a little specific. Yes, defensive playmaker, A, and uh, B, the, the defensive playmaker I feel like we need is somebody that's going to get after the passer, somebody that's going to be dynamic, and somebody that's going to be able to get after the passer. We have not had any luck with pass rushes over the last decade with this team. I would love for us to draft. Or if we find get somehow get lucky in free agency, get somebody that can at least give us five to six sacks, then I'm good. Yeah, it's been a decade since we've had a damn pass rush, a little over a decade, man. The last legit, consistent pass rusher we had was John Abraham, and I don't know when he left, but it's been a while, man. No, not to you know, and I say consistently, and and I I gotta say consistently because everybody gonna say, what about Vic Beasley? What about that magical season? He he didn't do it consistently, guys. He had one year. I'm, I'm, we need somebody that's going to come in and do this consistently, man, and get some some heat on the quarterback because we all know that in the NFL, you you ain't going to do nothing if you can't if you can't get the quarterback on the ground. Yeah, I, yeah, we listen to Mike Smith and Dan Quinn talk about get these guys off the spot and disrupt the timing and all that stuff. Let me tell you something, man. At the end of the day, NFL is still NFL. Football is still football. Get the guy on the ground for real. Ain't nobody ever had no nightmares about some wind going in front of their face or somebody coming around the backside of them. Nah, put somebody on the ground. I guarantee you they're going to think the next time about it when, <laughs> when you put them out there on the ground, man. So that's where I'm looking at, man, here in the draft and free agency, man. Let's go out here and get a dynamic pass rusher that's going to be a game changer. Get it right. Figure it out. If you're going to get somebody in free agency, make sure he's the guy. If you're going to get somebody in the draft, make sure he's the guy. Derrick Cole, before we go, we done struck out so many times in free agency trying to get somebody to get to the passer. I'm going to pass on everybody. Okay. Yeah, we done struck out so many times in the draft. We done struck out. At least you don't have to pay him that much. <laughs> uh, that is that is true. That much. We don't lost a we lot of money. We don't lost a lot of money trying to sign pass rushers in free agency. Don't even attempt. Everybody won't talk about Chandler. No. 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 We need some help and somewhere across somewhere. You know, we we all thought that was going to be the same case when we got um our old boy last year. Ain't gonna call Dante Fowler. Ain't gonna call his name. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's the same. It's the same mo. We go out to throw money at folks, thinking that, and they always at the at the at the brink of their career where it's going downhill, and then we want to go try to pick him up. You had a chance to go get Chandler Jones in the draft. You chose not to. But we ain't going to talk about that. Well, I mean, uh, uh, so I will say this before we get out of here. 
the only person that really did pan out pretty well for us when we picked them up on the backside of their career was Dwight Freeney. I, I will say that much. I, that, Dwight Freeney kind of worked out. He came in. And Abraham. Let you Abraham. Well, Abraham still had a little bit of gas left in the tank, even though he was getting hurt quite a bit yeah. toward the end of that stretch. But Dwight Freeney kind of worked out for us. So, hey, all right, guys, look, we're at the time, man. We're going to go ahead and call this. Um, so, Banks, I'm going to pass it over to you, man. I got everything set up. Let the people know how they can get at you, man. Let the people know where they can find you. Banks at Facebook or BabyBanks80 at Instagram or Twitter. And, um, Hit me up. I'll be there. I'll be on the show um, with these two gentlemen that's um, talking good sports with me. Always, always, always. We got some folks jumping in them DMs over there. <laughs> let me stop. Derrico, Derrico, man. Let, let, let everybody know where they can get you, man. Hey, you can catch me on the Facebook at Stacey D. Derrico. You can catch me on the Twitter at VSU96SDD. You know, IG can catch me at Derrico underscore Virgo. That's what's up, man. You can always catch the show. You can catch us on Twitter, the Leo G Show, the number one, the, the Leo G Show, the number one on Twitter. You can also catch us on Facebook. You can also catch me on my personal uh, Twitter account. That's uh, Southern Set with two T's. You can catch me over there on Twitter. I like to talk sports, everything else, man, you know. We do what we do. We talk bourbon. And I want to holler at Derrico or myself about some bourbon. If you want to holler at uh, Banks about, you know, whatever. He he there. Slide in his DMs. He don't mind. Uh, get, on, get on that Banks, man, for real. For another additional Leo G show. Before we go, man, definitely want to shout out once again, man, all our good folk over there at Footy Mob, man, and uh, doing what they do. As uh, we move into the uh, forward into the MLS season, look forward to talking some more MLS soccer. Hopefully, we we'll get my man Reggie on board on the next podcast to really dig deep and do some tactics, some tactics, and talk about some positional assignments and roles. So I'm looking forward to that, fellas. Man, it's been a good show. Oh, before we end, man, Hawks above 500 as we uh, took the took the win tonight. Wait a minute, they right Wait. at 500. Right at okay, so right at five hundred, right at yeah. five hundred. Took the win, uh, got we beat Portland tonight, so we still still pushing, still grinding. So hopefully, man, we'll 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 see how this is. Trey, 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 Trey game. Can I get some? Can I get some Trey consistency, fellas? With no forty six. Let's let's talk about consistency. I don't want to win two it. or three games in a row and then you lose three. Oh. Keep it going, fellas. You guys are 15 games left. It ain't more time to be tricking these games off. 15 games left. I ain't talking about you. I ain't talking about you. I'm talking about them guys that play at State Farm Arena. These guys here. All right. All right, fellas. Them Hawks. We'll be back with another episode next week, man. We're looking forward to doing it, man. We appreciate everybody.